0: What would, so, you went from a snort <laughs> to a gulp.
1: No, oh, you so, went we, you're just, progressing. Right. I'm making all. So- welcome back to the animal channel where you can hear all the sounds that I make. Thing, good, good thing, good, good, good How's it, everyone? And welcome back to another fabulous episode of
0: Adam and
1: the Bee. We have a very exciting episode for you today. We're going to be talking about
0: relationships
1: artists who influenced us growing up music rap battles
0: all of the above all of the above
1: and today we're just having some h2o cheers this this
0: episode was sponsored by water (laughs) the nourishing element of life and it's free
1: swallowed really hard into the mic so apologies for that
0: (laughs) nice little gulp so you went from a snort (laughs) to a gulp no, oh, you so we, you're trist. progressing.
1: Right, I'm making all Welcome back to the Animal Channel where you can hear all the sounds that I make.
0: I thought the snort was really cute.
1: Thank you. It Thank was. you for bringing it up again. I appreciate oh, you.
0: <laughs> it wasn't a snort. It
1: wasn't a snort. He literally did it three <laughs> times that week and I was like, see what you just did? That was what I did. And there if you don't go. know what we're talking about, I made a really strange noise in one of the podcast episodes. we don't episode know. episode
0: one, episode two? You guys are going to have to check it out and see if you can find the snort if it was or if it was a snort and let us know if you if you can find it in timestamp. gosh comment subscribe i
1: know how this conversation is going to go at the end of this podcast
0: <laughs> you have a really beautiful like if it was a snort which i don't even oh, think it God. was at this point at the, I, the replay no <laughs> yeah. just, no just. it was good it was it was like just a cute, no like
1: just no <laughs> The only thing I have to say is just no. No.
0: What's better than Because mm, that's what I've gotten over the course of the, the day here. Slash week. Thank
1: you for ju- tuning in to Adam and the Bee. This was Adam and the Bee. Have a great day.
0: This is what the beginning of a fight looks like. <laughs> so we're going to talk about relationships. And this week's word is going to be compassion. So I would love to get your thoughts in your thoughts on compassion, do you want me to start, or would yeah you like
1: take to it play? away?
0: So for me, the word compassion starts with ourselves having compassion for the internal dialogue that's happening in your in your own head. So in many ways, I was touched very early on by a movie. That sounded weird, right? When I said touched very early yes, on. Yes,
1: we would love to learn more about this.
0: It was called Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket was That's one of a the scary lead movie. Is it? <laughs> Wasn't it? It was a Disney movie.
1: Yeah, but I was very scared. It was probably the scariest Disney movie.
0: If you think Pinocchio <laughs> was a scary movie, Comment, like, and subscribe. And if you don't, <laughs> comment, like and subscribe. But and rate
1: this this uh, podcast five stars. If you really didn't like it or liked it, rate or, it five stars. Yeah, either
0: way, just five star all the way. So with that said, Jiminy Cricket was essentially the the conscious, right? Mm. It was that inner voice that we all have. And I honestly don't think I listened to my inner voice in, in terms of awareness. We talked about that on the last podcast of becoming more aware of what's happening in our heads. And the way we talk to ourselves throughout the course of a day, if we're doing something creative, if we're pushing ourselves, what kind of conversation are you having with yourself? Because the reality is 50 to 90% of your conversations throughout the course of your day are going to be you with yourself in more ways than one. So to me, compassion really comes down to talking to yourself with, with love, with compassion, patience understanding all of those things they're they're huge parts of just the way that we can approach our day to have a more joyful experience i would say the other piece and, and maybe you can elaborate on this is as we grow compassion for ourselves building that out to our relationship and with the things that are happening in your life being able to listen and empathize and i feel like you've done an amazing job with that even more recently is you You've definitely taken a step back, and you you really have become such a more attentive listener over the past couple of years. It's incredible. Like you've really just go <laughs> right in there, girl. Thank
1: you. Welcome to the Compliment Show. Hey. For, <laughs> no, but I could say the same for you. I think we're both extroverted, so you know, it takes a lot to to sit back and listen a little bit more than you talk. Uh, but so this is like more of an like you said an elaboration of the previous episode because one thing. Um, it's been interesting to find out in the last two years is I think we forget how much we talk to ourselves. I mean, I don't know about you, but personally, I talk to myself so much without realizing it.
0: Can I just say people are going to be like, oh my gosh, these two people are so crazy. They're hearing voices in their head.
1: I mean, what <laughs> what is the Alice in Wonderland quote? Um, everyone's mad here. Well, all the best people are mad. That is true. So, I'm happy to be one of those people.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a reality that everybody overall, they have to think in their head before something comes to fruition. So the reality is, are we catching ourselves in that conversation or not?
1: Well, that's the thing. So someone who might be sitting and listening to the podcast might be thinking, oh, I don't really talk to myself that much, but it's an awareness thing because I didn't know I was having conversations with myself. And the interesting thing is, so as this year has progressed, i've caught myself a couple times where i'll be saying something really nasty to myself in my head Mm. and i would never ever dream of saying something like that to another human being like i would never say some of the thoughts that i think about myself to somebody else which blows my mind because if i wouldn't dare say something to someone why would i dare say it to myself and make myself belittle myself so this this is the crazy thing is i never ever thought i did this i I, i'm a confident person i'm happy for the most part and then there's this piece of me where i'm like oh my goodness i just completely discovered these conversations now the positive to this is because i have this awareness now we've been discussing it yes and we have been figuring out a lot we've been catching ourselves a lot quicker when we do have these conversations so for example I'm one of those people, which we've also mentioned previously before, where I need to feel like I get a lot of things done in a day. I'm a little yep. bit of a workaholic, um, live and breathe, a, of bit of a workaholic. little bit of a lot of a <laughs> live and breathe work. I enjoy, I enjoy going for a challenge. And if I don't get through all the things I feel like I want to get through in a day. So this is where ambition becomes a blessing and a curse, oh. because being an ambitious person feels empowering because you know what you want, you're driven, you set goals, you go for them, but to the detriment of that at the end of the day I often feel like I'm failing because I don't get through everything I need and there's no off switch. So when I catch myself having conversations where I'm saying you failed today because you didn't get through all these tasks and you failed because you you couldn't concentrate as well as you wanted to and you didn't push as hard as you could have possibly done and You're being too lazy, or you're doing this and you're doing that. And it's so important to catch those conversations and just tell yourself you're human, take it easy. There's more to this life than just working, going for money, going for love and fame and success and houses and cars. There's just so much more. There's also just the reality that there is to just be and live and
0: be in the present. We talked about it on one of the other podcasts of finding balance. Right. And in more ways than one, it's that mindfulness as we go throughout the course of the day and rewiring or re reshaping how we how we talk to ourselves, but also what it means. So for you, there's two approaches. You can say, Okay, I have 40 things to do. I only got 10 of them done. And maybe you did an amazing job with those 10 things. But now if if we take the wrong pathway of, of hey, um, I got this done, but at the same time, I have all these other things that need to be done. Well, you're an ambitious person and the reality is we may not have the exact timing of how long it takes to do certain tasks.
1: That's where it gets... but but the flip
0: side is if we switch into a place of gratitude so I would say gratitude replaces that feeling of oh I didn't get enough attitude of gratitude exactly and that causes longitude and latitude that means you're (laughs) going places people going places
1: (laughs) I love that so what's fascinating is your remember you told me that story about your therapist once uh, told you
0: I had a therapist
1: when you were about like (laughs) how you talk to yourself right when you were younger didn't she say or he say uh, imagine
0: yeah, yourself I, I, as a
1: young version of yourself would you ever talk to yourself would you ever talk to your seven-year-old self the same way you're talking to yourself now
0: yeah so the my, my therapist shout out to my therapist she and and i haven't seen her recently so it's been a little while but in that experience she gave me some foundational tools that have helped me throughout my life from that point point. and a big part of it was she said Naturally in therapy, you open up and you get vulnerable and you you say the things that maybe only go on in your head, but you feel comfortable to share that with somebody else. And she said, hey, if this was a 10-year-old kid that you were having a conversation with, what would you say to them? Mm-hmm. And so there are so many self-defeating things that can go on in our minds, especially when you're in the creation mode. Anybody that's doing something creative has to fail along the way. And things don't work and some things do work. And the Always. good news is some of the most brilliant things come from being the in the unknown space or, mm-hmm. so real quick on that i would say if you reframe whatever is happening in your life and, and you're talking to a 10 year old kid you would be much more patient and much more flexible with any mistakes that are made along the way so definitely whatever you're you're saying to your inner child it should be something with love right and that's something that we can do for ourselves and we can do to our bigger circle so that relates to our friends to our family members if we're being impatient or things of that sort it's a lot easier to recognize hey people make mistakes so somebody else we never know what's happening in their life that that could cause them to to move in a different direction that we that may hit a boundary for us
1: yeah absolutely and you want to start like you said the root of it starts with with yourself right if you're not talking to yourself you you're not going to talk to other people in a very calm lovely way you're going to be taking that aggression that you feel against yourself and that's Mm -hmm. normally where bullies come in that's normally where people want to say something nasty to someone because they're saying it to themselves and they want to find okay they they have something wrong with them as do i it makes me feel better but it doesn't really it doesn't fix anything because you make someone else feel bad and then you end up feeling bad because the root cause is not solved because it's within you and so Mm -hmm. learning to catch yourself so we challenge you to catch yourself listen to your thoughts when you're alone what are you saying to yourself when you're having a hard moment whenever you're having your next hard moment try to think about what you're actually saying and if you can catch it try to replace it with like uh, adam's therapist had kind of mentioned with a 10 year old version of yourself because i can guarantee that if you're talking to yourself when you're 10 you're gonna speak with compassion and you're gonna speak gently and you're gonna say hey, you know, you didn't get it this time. Try again. You'll get it next time. And you're yeah. giving it your all. You're giving it your best.
0: Well, we, we created a visual real quick on that. And, and then we can move on to the next section is the thought process is your, your mind is almost like a river in in many ways. So whatever is in that river is up to you. But sometimes you can't control if you're in a bad mood, if your body took a physical hit, if you're sick, something of that nature. So imagine that river is your, your stream of thought and... Over time, there might be a storm and that storm is a life event. Something happens. And when that when that trash is is in that that stream of thought in that river, are you going to swim in a river that has a bunch of, of dirty trash and debris? Or are you going to maybe take a step back and say, OK, now's not the time to swim with those thoughts. Right. You can walk alongside the river, slow down again. That's mindfulness. And then when there's a clean river and it's not a super fast current maybe that's the time to truly engage so what does your river look like Mm, what's the pace mm, mm. does it feel comfortable sometimes it's fast sometimes it's slow other times it's clean other times it's dirty and no one wants to swim in a dirty river.
1: They really don't. They really don't. I do appreciate that visual so much. You, he's mentioned it to me before and I, I love it because sometimes you can't see when you're in the murky waters. but When you get out and you step up and you find places where it's cleaner and you just just talking to yourself with more compassion, challenging you to leave a comment in the comments below something nice about yourself. So comment something about yourself because I know all the things are rushing through your head about what you're seeing on the podcast, what you're hearing and take all that away and say something nice about yourself in the comments. We would love to read some of those out. If you want to keep them private, you can put in brackets, you know, don't share this. Or yeah.
0: Real quick, what, what's something nice about mm, yourself that you want to wrap, mm, wrap up this portion with?
1: I am proud of myself for kept capturing my catching myself in those moments much quicker yeah learning to figure out when i'm on burnout because when i start to have a race of negative thoughts uh i've started to realize that's when i'm at burnout and it has nothing to do with things i'm thinking about myself or feeling bad about my external uh, situations I've started to catch myself quicker. So I'm proud of myself for recognizing when I'm going through burnout and needing to take a rest. What about you?
0: I would say similar to the example, when, when I'm doing anything creative, there's always some level of, is this good enough? Or is this, is this creative enough? And living outside of the, the box of what, what currently is and saying okay the unknown is the part where we grow the most if we go down the the street that we always go down of course we know we're going to get the same result exactly but it's only when you go down the place that you've never been so if it's somewhere that you've never been who knows what adventure lies so instead of looking at maybe there's a scary scenario at the end of that road or maybe it's a or the greatest waterfall.
1: adventure you could ever ever embark upon
0: yeah so in, in the creative space doing the same thing is is living in that unknown space so Challenge everybody out there to live in the unknown.
1: Challenge accepted.
0: Well, we'll jump right into our card of the week.
1: All right. What did you pick?
0: What does your ideal day look like at the age of 65? I love this card, by the way.
1: I love it, too. I knew you were going to love it. And there's
0: a reason I love it. I I love it because I have friends now in all ages. Right. Which is amazing to me. I have literally from octogenarian all the way down. And I've got, I've got some friends in their 60s and they're all amazing. So like maybe you just like, it's like wine, you age like wine. Like it's like as you, you get older, you, you age, get wiser. That's right. why they say older people are wise. Mm, mm. So I'm excited for 65. Not like the run at 65.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, but now we're young. We're the youngest we're ever going to be right this minute. Wise words, girl. Very wise. I learned them from him. <laughs> it, it's honestly like one of those phrases That someone tells you that just never, it just sticks with you. Like He told me that where he's like, this is the youngest you'll ever be this minute. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is so true. This minute. Game changer. Right. And that is
0: like ageless thinking. So speaking of ageless thinking, what does the ideal day look like uh, at the age of 65?
1: You know, I was just talking to him about this. I would love to see myself in a beautiful cottage surrounded by fairies and flowers and i want to be giving back to the earth so whatever it is i want to be dedicating most of my time at that stage especially towards giving back in the best way possible as much as i can so it would be peaceful i want to be at peace in the sense of i want to be doing creative things i will never stop working i can't ever foresee myself not working but to what scale that would be, I don't know. Yeah. But at 65, I would love to still be writing songs, hopefully performing. I'm going to be just like Mick Jagger up on that stage till who knows what age. There you go. And I want to keep doing all of that. But like I said, there's this vision of this cottage surrounded by flowers with tea, all kinds of tea and giving back to the earth, giving back to people and doing absolutely everything in my power To leave my mark on the earth in the best way possible by giving back.
0: Yeah, I I would say, one hundred percent the same. I definitely want fairies and.
1: I thought I thought you might. Well, I mean, I guess if you're, if this is a forever kind of thing, uh, cottages in your future with the fairies. (laughs) What
0: I want to know is like how how are we going to make the fairies, uh, come to fruition here? Oh no, they just they
1: exist. So you just have to. You have to. You have to create. Uh, mushroom uh, circles and you have to do dances to get them to come so we have to encourage them to come out because they only come out if people believe
0: 65 will be an interesting time to say the the least here so for me 65 (laughs) is is what you said spot on for me the biggest part of course the cottage and all that sound great yeah the idea of being of service to me is one of the most game-changing thought processes that I I was introduced to from a friend of mine who's in the 60s and he showed me the power of being of service to others and how that can change your life and it helped me to see that ultimately as humans we're we're so quick to say hey let me take care of my, my family let me take care of my friends I'll buy you a meal whatever it is but as we expand that circle of concern, it, it really goes to all of humanity. So small random acts of mm-hmm. kindness. What can we do to be of service to people? The good news is it starts now. So we don't have to wait until we're 65 to mm-hmm. be able to be of service. So we've been talking about that. You're
1: the youngest you'll ever be right now. Exactly. So if you're And always today state, is not promised. Today is not guaranteed.
0: Well, what is guaranteed is right now. And right now, all of us can be of service. So. If it's something as simple as sending a text message to a friend, family member, doing a random act of kindness, you can do all that for pretty cheap. It's not like you have to throw 20 or 30 percent of your your income to some philanthropic contribution.
1: There's so many ways that we can help that doesn't take money. Exactly. Or, but I don't know if you've ever seen this Friends episode. I've spoken to him about it. But I think we've also come to this awareness of how selfish and self-absorbed we all can be at times
0: but selfish can be good as well
1: right and so there's this balance of uh so the friends episode i was alluding to was uh phoebe and joey are having this argument about there's no such thing as a selfish good deed so selfless we, selfless selfless good, selfless okay, good deed that. selfless good deed <laughs> <There you laughs> because go. uh everything we do it has a has a connotation to it right so I would be curious if you think there's such a thing as a selfless good deed, let us know in the comments below. Yeah. And so basically what we were discussing is, is is there, we wanting to find more ways to be more selfless, give back more, think of others more, and not just see what's in it for us in this time on earth. You know, what, what more can we do? What can we bring to the table? What do we want to be known for actually?
0: 100%. When that time comes. And a big part of it is looking at, at the world outside of ourselves, If we're only in this survival mode, there's only so much that we can achieve or, or grow into versus if we look at the community as a whole, there's much more impact that can take place. And you being from South Africa, that was one of the things that I saw that was, it was something I knew about from, from a long time ago, but like going to South Africa and seeing the level of poverty, seeing some of the challenges that people face, there's, there are 8 billion people in this world. so. The small things that we can do can truly make a difference. And if we do random acts of kindness, that will spread naturally. I eat broccoli and for breakfast. I you eat, might broccoli, eat for breakfast, broccoli for which breakfast, which I do
1: now. I enjoy some broccoli on the side of my eggs. It's really, really life-changing. I encourage you to try it.
0: This episode is sponsored to you by broccoli.
1: <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about um, musical influences we wanted to chat about certain artists that kind of set the paved the way for us to become artists ourselves and one of those artists that I did want to start the podcast this musical section of the podcast was um, Charlie Watts was a huge part of my family and my upbringing and my uh, musical inspiration. He was one of my biggest inspirations along with everyone in the rolling stones uh it's our family's uh, biggest rock band we are obsessed with them we love every song my dad's the biggest collector of theirs and you know when i was growing up that was the music that i heard my whole childhood and we have tickets to see them again in october so we're very excited for that but yeah so charlie didn't he passed away recently and i just wanted to pay my homage to him because it kind of felt like someone from our family had left because we're we've had them a part of our they've been intertwined in our like daily ritual since we were tiny i mean the first song i sang was a ruby tuesday song by the rolling stones when i was like two years old so i wanted to wear my little rolling stones necklace and be all in red just to
0: i love that to celebrate them with that said as a performer what is the biggest thing from the rolling stones that you take away that 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 works its way into your your creative process
1: one of the biggest things that fascinated me with the rolling stones at such a young age was how they branded themselves how they marketed themselves like Mm. that was just so mind-blowing to me because their logo was everywhere it
0: is it It still is
1: it it, it's Everywhere. everywhere and and it's and the the most fascinating thing is there is no age range, there is no type of person that wears that tongue. Like you'll see a two year old, you'll see a sixteen year old girl, you'll see a sixty eight year old man, you'll see it on a hat a sports person. It's the brand is so massive and vast, and um, it it, it just it just it just really really got me excited about how this band is not just known for their music but they're also like a staple that I see everywhere right in yeah. fashion and and all these things so that was really really fascinating to me and also their lyrical ability in the songs that they wrote about were so different be- to pop music and pop music is my genre so one of the artists that I was inspired by was Britney Spears and so they're very different right the Rolling Stones is rock and then you have Britney and So to me, the lyrical aspect of rock and roll was so fascinating because it was so poetic and it was so political and so about the times versus pop music was so much more about modern and about love and relationships, which rock music is too, but it was more sexy and sweet and universal. Yeah. So...
0: But the great news is with some of those artists that you mentioned, like Britney Spears, I know has worked with Max Martin, and he's one of the most legendary songwriters probably of all time, when mm-hmm. it comes, at least in modern music. Mm-hmm. So there is a very, very tight recipe of success that's interwoven into that whole fabric of, of some of those songs that that we all love from the 90s. So
1: tell us a little bit about the artists that inspired you.
0: Yeah, I would say let's start. Well, with I can
1: name one Tupac.
0: That was the one I was going to say. That's incredible. You have I'm a, a good really listener. good memory. So in the spirit of 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 Tupac, because I do believe keeping artistry alive.
1: Oh, and Bones and Thugs.
0: Bones, Bones Thugs, Bones and, Thugs Harmony. and Harmony. <laughs> so shout out to Bones Thugs and Harmony out of Cleveland, Ohio. They, they were the pioneers of the whole melodic rap scene. And mm. in many ways, they've been around for the last 25, 30 years. So I would say Bone Thugs was a big early influence being based out of Ohio. I would say the message that Tupac Shakur has uh, had his intensity. Everything was he was young, he was in his twenties, and, wow. and he found a way to channel all of his frustrations that he experienced in his life through his music. And I would say the most vulnerable artists that we see out there are usually the ones that we gravitate towards. So in many ways, that that connection that we have with artists—that's so the true. Vulnerability. That
1: is what the key was. We were having this intense conversation. This morning, and we were thinking we would save it for the podcast, but I wasn't too sure what it was. And I feel like you just hit the nail on the head. Basically, there's been artists throughout our lifetime that we're super into, super invested in. And then there's times where you're not as invested, not saying you don't appreciate them anymore, or, you know, but I think with me, I have certain artists that i've stuck with from the beginning absolutely and i still appreciate and will always admire the artists that i really really had like intense periods of following their every move of what they were doing and things there is a change in style of music so this is the whole question is what is it that makes you stay so loyal to a fan uh, to an artist what is it is it is it their ability to change and evolve and reinvent themselves is it the way that they stay the same and it reminds you of familiarity is it is it uh experimentation is it their lyrics is it their imagery or marketing is it their vulnerability Well,
0: let's go into that real quick on on a great example in the hip-hop industry and that's jay-z so in many ways jay-z represents exactly that this guy was in his teens and 20s. He was on the streets. He was hustling. And he converted that into being a billionaire. How did Jay-Z become a billionaire and still maintain relevance? Um, he, he lost the white hot space, as he calls it, in terms of being at the forefront. But to be honest, nobody really wants to be in that space forever anyway. But he still has so, something so much bigger, a, a legacy that's extended way beyond just his his art form. He's now a brand and he's turned it into so many other so things. So what do you
1: think takes him though from just an artist that's blown up to legendary where he becomes that classic staple in the hip hop book of yeah. he's gonna go down in history. One
0: word, authenticity, in in more ways than one, at in his teens, in his twenties, in his thirties, in his forties, he was always rapping about what whatever was happening in his life at that moment, but he wasn't afraid to talk about buying Picasso's in his forties. He might even be in his fifties at this point. So talking about being a, f- a family person the challenges that he's going through now in his life that's a big part to me it's just authenticity
1: i love that let us know who your favorite artist is below in the comments and if there's been an artist that you have stuck true to from the very beginning and kind of evolved with them we would love to know who that is for you
0: You know who my current favorite artist is
1: i can tell you mine Banks. made adams oh my gosh great <laughs> minds
0: We're going to be like, oh, my gosh, they shamelessly plug everything.
1: (laughs) That's fine. Um, I think. You ready for this? I'm so ready. We are about to do. Oh, let me bring this microphone a little bit closer. (laughs) We are going to do our infamous rap battle. Are you ready?
0: I was born ready.
1: You were born ready. All right. So the word we're going to use is the stones. Ooh. yeah the stones. I can start. I got
0: nothing off the tip of my tongue except the stones
1: I can feel it in my fingers I can feel it in my bones
0: <laughs> oh no if you quoting that lyric something's wrong
1: I'ma take this home
0: fly like a drone
1: don't be acting like a clone
0: if you are then you wouldn't be all alone
1: you can find me here singing this song.
0: If it's a song, you could also call it the Pong.
1: You'll never catch me playing ping pong. But you would, cause I like that game.
0: Okay. Knocking on opportunity like ding dong.
1: <laughs> sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong. <laughs>
0: Maybe this rap is going on too long.
1: (laughs) Hey, let us know in the comments below who you think won the ultimate rap battle. We also need a name for this rap battle or do we just call it rap battle? The battle. The battle.
0: A battle of words.
1: Um, We'll work on that. You guys guys
0: let us know what you think as well.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Adam and the Bee. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to rate us five stars.
0: Subscribe.
1: Subscribe. Like, follow, comment, share. Uh and follow us. Save. Check, out, us. check out the
0: music, right?
1: Check it out. The oh, music. Wait, you do music. Oh my gosh. Right. You do music too, right? I do. Where can people follow you?
0: M-A-D-A a t o m s that's made the adams
1: and you can find me at binks official b-i-n-x official and on spotify b-i-n-x
0: we appreciate the love support and streams
1: we do and don't forget to follow us at adam and the b and we'll see you next time